0: Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the VHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the slay and try to stay alive. The next period of time strap in as the hosts rip and tear the unseen guests and which deliver the dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the bearings. Welcome. I'm your host Dustin, and today, joining us is the founder. Of the genre, Production House, Paper Street Pictures. For some reason, I always want to say Paper Street Studios. I don't know why. Mm. (laughs) But Paper Street Pictures. Um, We have Aaron Kuntz. um, And we're here to talk about the highly anticipated Gear Package 2. um, The uh, Rad Chad's Revenge. And also one of my favorite movies of the year. Actually, it is my favorite movie of the year. Revealer. That movie kicks ass um so we're here with aaron and we're gonna dive into all that stuff so how are you doing aaron Uh, i know it's been a lot of back and forth you know we were just talking before we started um of you traveling and and whatnot and getting sick like everybody else in the world right now so how are you doing
1: i'm doing well i'm so glad to finally be here and thank you so much for having me and uh yeah you know it's been a crazy journey we've made a lot of movies and have been traveling you know, like you mentioned for festivals and get to see, it's, it's amazing to get to see these, some of these movies with a crowd again, you know, and, and that's something that cause the first care package we had a little bit, you know, we had, we had a small uh, festival release, but like the pale door that I made after that, I've, I've still never seen that in a theater with the crowd, you know? So uh, now that this opportunity was here, uh, I was going to take advantage of it. So I've kind of been, you know, all over literally the world was in Brussels, London, you know, um, just got back from Columbus, Ohio, you know, uh, Telluride, Colorado, like, so all these different places. And it's been great, great to travel with it and watch it.
0: Well, that's awesome. You know, being able to travel around with essentially you're a baby because you know, scare package, you, you directed a couple of segments on there and obviously, you know, producing it and whatnot. And the movie blew up, especially as soon as it went on to shutter, like it blew up and having Joe Bob on it and also him doing an episode on it and the last drive in and just seeing all like the, the fans come up for. It. And I, I love scare package. I think it's great with just how, how you take all the tropes and you just kind of throw it in a blender. And then here you go. This is what you get with a whole bunch of different segments. It's, it's awesome. So I'm super excited with scare package too, like super excited. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome to, you know, know that you're able to go out there and travel and, and see all the fan reactions and whatnot with these films. And I wish I could have attended a couple of them, but that's the one thing that sucks, you know, is being busy all the times so that you're not able to be like, I got to drop all of this to go and see that. So I'm, I'm patiently yeah. waiting for it to, to be released.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look, and and thank you so much for those kind of words too. Like I think, When we made Scare Package, I had no idea, like, if this was going to be anything for anyone. You know, I mean, it really—that movie came out of frustration, right? It was me in the industry, made my first feature, had a really, really difficult time making that, and without going into all those details, it it didn't turn out the way I wanted. And then also, I never even got to release my cut of the film. Like, it's just never been public. So that was very frustrating and and it was a bigger movie. We released that with NBC Universal and everything. But coming into Scare Package, that was when I was like, okay, look, let's just, let's just kind of clean the slate. Let's work with our friends. Let's raise the money ourselves. We don't have to answer to anyone. And whatever wild, stupid ideas I have, if I think they're funny, <laughs> we're gonna do it. And then, and I'm going to push the filmmakers who were like, should we do this? Is this going too far? And I'm like, no, go further, go further. And, and it just, because I didn't have to answer to anyone. And I was like, if, if this really, you know, if a dozen people end up liking it, then I will, you know, feel like I've I've accomplished something amazing. And then the film, you know, people have tattoos, they're dressed up in Halloween as Rad Chad and these things. And it's (laughs) like, oh my God, like what has happened, you know? And. That's been this wonderful thing. It, it really reinvigorated, you know, everything about my love for the film industry and horror films and what I was trying to do and what I was trying to make and, you know, seeing that impact. So now, you know, to get to make a sequel to it. Yeah. I mean, especially it, it's one thing too, like, you know, make a sequel to any movie. Like that's, that's really special, yeah. but we're making a sequel to a horror film about horror tropes. so. <laughs> yeah what better thing to do than to dive into the horror sequel you know i mean that's that's where you know my first exposure to friday the 13th and you know was not the first friday the 13th you know i think i want to say it was the fourth one right okay. and 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 then and then i think maybe even new blood immediately after that it was at like the timing you know so those films got me in i had no idea that jason wasn't the first killer i didn't know any of this stuff like i just so the sequels are what pulled me into this horror genre in, in so many ways so to be able and they also just go so crazy <laughs> like i mean yeah. there's just no rules in a horror sequel. you know jimmy lee curtis can cut off michael myers head and h2o and he could show up in another movie yeah right i mean you can even make a sequel to a sequel and just ignore another sequel and, I'm yeah, like, wait, and what like that's what is happening a lot <laughs> and uh, we were even joking about like if we were lucky to make a scare package 3 if we just act like scare package 2 just didn't exist even I say though we do it
0: but don't even to... like watching seeing the film i say just do it i mean
1: it's just fun it just be, would be like a fun idea because it's like wait what what does this have to do with like oh no we're uh that's not canon anymore we're just doing this now cuz we had a, i mean and i love scare package 2 It's that people do that cuz they don't like some of those movies but to me, like if you're going to comment on it, I just think it'd be a fun idea. Uh, it pr- probably won't end up happening because we have some, you know, very some things I really would love to do with the third one if I'm, we're lucky enough to do it. But uh, but yeah, you know, I think it just gives you this open sandbox to do anything, and that is a very liberating and uh, and they've given power to us in, in in such a silly way to kind of go dumber crazier <laughs> bloodier and and that's that's what it's all about for us
0: yeah and i mean that's what i'm all for i love watching movies go super crazy i mean look at like terrifier 2 and how freaking crazy that movie went and how it's still going the buzz around that just seeing that there really is no limits um right now especially in the, in the horror genre if you're independent um seems like there is no limits you can go as far as you want and the fans will eat it up they will eat it up and that's what I absolutely love about horror is how supportive the whole community is and not just like, you know, fans, but also like all different um companies that are, you know, handshaking everybody and all the actors and directors, like they're all handshaking, everybody's working on other people's films and everybody's like one gigantic family. I feel like if it was if this was maybe like twenty, twenty five years ago, it wouldn't it it wasn't like that. I feel like everybody was like trying to just be better, be better which I think we still have that mentality, right? Where everybody's trying to be the best they can in their own way, but they're doing it with their friends. They're doing it with people who are in other movies, who are directing other movies. And that's why I love anthology movies, especially Scare Package and other ones that are like it, because there's so many handshakes going on. And then it breeds a bunch of new um, friendships. And then you have movies like Revealer that is pushing so many limits that like, Know it has never really been done before in the terms of what the story is and just how crazy it goes. So I really have to, you know, give props to you and and putting all this stuff together and and having this awesome company, uh, Paper Street Pictures. I think what you're doing over there is is a really wonderful thing, and can't wait to see more.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That that is so kind. I mean, yeah, like we, like I mentioned, you know, our first feature was difficult to make, and one of the things we realized when we kind of pulled back the curtain was that I think we can do this like I think that you know I came into the industry a little older, I had worked you know in tech and in management for a while, and I was like, I know how to keep my cool, I know how to manage people, I know how to kind of work toward a goal and and we could keep our crazy ideas and and green light stuff that people wouldn't normally see, you know, and I think that was really exciting. So we get to kind of explore all kinds of different stuff, you know, and make a, a wide variety of films that just have a different, a different kind of vibe to them. And, you know, and, you know, revealers really credit to to Luke and, you know, Sarah and Rob and like that core team and what they did and, and just and even Michael and Tim for writing the script, like on short notice, they just, they, you know, pounded that out so quickly. And, and that's, you know, that was created out of, you know, a need within the pandemic to be as economical as possible. But it's also forged this like wonderful friendship with Luke. Luke and I, you know, I mean, I was just texting with him before I came on here, actually. And, you know, Luke and I have another project that we're very excited to announce soon that we're going to be doing together. And, And it's just, you know, you find your kind of creative matches, you know, all the time. And You know, I mean, even the first scare package we made. You know, Emily Higgins did the first segment, cold open, and then we now have made a feature with Emily Higgins called "Sorry About the Demon," and that's coming out early next year on Shutter. Uh, Noah Segan, you know, I met Noah Segan on the set of Starry Eyes, you know, many years ago, and we've he has been an actor in a few of my films, including The Pale Door and Camera Obscura. And then after Scare Package, was like, "Hey, let's help you get this movie made." So we helped him produce blood relatives which comes out around thanksgiving you know and so it, it's fun to work with these filmmakers again and kind of like establish that rapport on a smaller scale on scare package and then continue to make features out of that later and and i think you know and as a company and one of our mottos was actually horror with heart you know it's this oh, idea like and that. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that everything has to be you can't have that hardcore horror you can't have terrifier level kills, you know, which I, I admire what Damien did. I mean, the fact that he could take like four days to shoot that, you know, the bed kill is just like oh, yeah. rabid and amazing to me. And I think Lauren Lovera is, is, a star now. And, and I think that's really exciting, you know, and, and, and I have friends who were terrifier is not their kind of movie, but who cares? I I just care that in the horror space, this low budget movie is blowing up and that's a wonderful thing for us yeah. and i'm so excited for that because you're right it is a family we're all kind of in this together and and that's part of the you know the kind of the where scare package came out of you know like we're it's it, people always say that something's a love letter to horror but you can feel whether that's authentic or not you know yeah. you can feel whether They're punching down or if they're poking fun, but kind of bear hugging it at the same time, you know, and that's, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, you know, Scare Package 2 will take a lot of jabs at like the Saw sequels, for example, (laughs) Um, because I was, I was, when I was writing this, I was watching those. And if you look at the end of Saw, you know, three, four, five, six. It's like every ending, there's like a scene with three people and then they cut the the next movie, they cut wider and there's a fourth person. Yeah. The next movie, they cut wider and like, oh no, there's another twist. And they just keep retconning what you saw to make it fit a new narrative. And then like Carrie Elway shows up at one point. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know what's going on. And there's a moment without giving anything away, there is literally a moment where one of the characters at the end of Scare Package Two is going, "What is happening?" That <laughs> I it's love that. Me watching the Saw sequels, you know, yeah. uh, and I just and I, but I loved it. You know, I still had fun watching them and and what you could do. And but there's, you know, the other component of what it is we're trying to make, especially with Scare Package Two, is we're talking about horror fandom, you know. And and I, during the time when Scare Package was released. There was, you know, the the fever pitch of this idea behind what is or is not elevated horror. And it, it just started to kind of bug me the term. Like I just, there's no such thing as elevated drama or elevated comedy, right? Yeah. Like, why are we starting at a place where it needs to be elevated? And that just kind of bothered me because, you know, I I didn't realize, you know, as a kid, I saw the thing and I just thought, that's that crazy movie where that dog turns into a fucking monster, you know, and that's all I knew. But now i i understand that the thing is talking about so much more than that and it's so deep and layered and about identity and and just and 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 even like race and like i mean there's some crazy shit going on in that movie and it's really really beautiful but i didn't know that at the time i didn't realize what was going on you know i didn't realize what texas chainsaw massacre was talking about all these different things and i think so now it's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, why, why is that? Why is that the moniker that we get to add to horror? And it just kind of bugged me. So, Scare Package Two takes a lot of jabs at what that is, but it also, at the same time, is hopefully creating a film where a horror aficionado like yourself—I'm looking at your background—that's just like filled. with <laughs> I'm just like getting like, oop! I know what that is. I know what that is. And And you're seeing all that and it's like, okay, can I, you know, you're going to connect with so many things that we have, these little lines that are going to be funnier to you because you want, you, you know, the deep cut in the horror film that we're referencing, but can it also just on a surface level, just be fun for someone who's like maybe casually likes horror and could still enjoy it. That's the line we're trying to tow and, and trying to find that where it's like a fun experience for anyone, but then the diehard horror fan we're like winking at you and saying, "This is for you." You know, like you're in good hands. Like this is, it's not just referential humor. It's like taking the references and incorporating them into a story, and you realize, like, oh my god, this is actually commenting on this. And and I, I at least I hope that's how it comes across when everybody <laughs> gets to finally see it. So that's um, just a lot of fun. God, it's so much fun to explore.
0: I can't wait. I'm just hearing that. I'm very, very excited. Um, do we have an official release date for Scare Package Two, or is that still to be determined?
1: Uh, it's. I'll just tell you, it's in December. I can't say when. Oh, okay. um, I think cool. we're gonna announce it very, very soon. We're. I just actually just today sent over some assets to Shutter, some promo stuff, and we're finishing up our trailer right now. So we'll we'll get that we'll get that going here very soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's meant to be a little bit of like a Scare Package during Christmas kind of thing. Gift. Oh, that's
0: yeah. awesome. Early, early Christmas gift. I like it. Um, yeah, like you were saying how, you know, a lot of his movies kind of do nods to certain films. And Scare Package, like you're definitely doing that, but you are bringing it to a whole nother level and, and really bring, bringing it home to horror fans like myself. Who are like, oh, okay, I understand that. I understand that. So I'm very, very excited for Scare Package too if you're taking it, like, a step further, like, oh my god, like, please keep doing that. (laughs) Keep doing it. (laughs) Even if it's not in the Scare Package, like, universe, just just keep doing that, because I love seeing nods to to films, and uh, even, like, when some films make fun of other films for doing such things like Scare Package does, I'm very, very excited, and I'm sure everybody listening and watching are are waiting very patiently to uh, see this, and uh, we'll wait until December, and very, very excited to be reviewing that when it comes out.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, I will say, you know, for folks coming in, I think there was an easy answer for Scare Package 2 when we were trying to decide what to do. And it was just go back to the video store and just put more tapes in. Yes. And we could just, and I, I was like, I can do that forever. Like, that's an easy answer. So we we took what we expected, what we thought people would expect, and we kind of flip it around. Um, so it definitely goes in a wilder direction than I think people will expect. And it's also, if you didn't like the meta aspects in the first movie, you're going to be really frustrated in the second one, because we took the meta to an entire, I mean, to a level I've never seen before on any film to the point where characters in the film are watching a film with you as the audience.
0: Oh, Wow.
1: And it's like this, because to me, like, that's what I love. Like, and during the pandemic, you know, I had a number of, you know, just film group watch activities that we had done. And it was so much fun to kind of watch these together and especially horror films. So I kind of, I was like, how can I do that in a movie? You know? And, And so we do that a little bit. So you're kind of watching the movie together with characters in the movie. And then there's clues and you're having to use that, that you see in the segments to like progress through the main it's, it's a really wild thing. And, and I was like, you know, if we could pull this off, it, it would be something I haven't seen before. So, uh, you know, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited, but it, but it's still, it, again, it's completely in that scare package universe. You know, it's not like so wildly different. It's just the manner in which we got there, you know, is was a little bit crazier. Um, but yeah, it's super exciting. Wow.
0: Well, I can't, I cannot wait. I'm, I'm smiling so much just hearing that. I'm like, that's awesome. And like, horror and just films in general, they're meant to be watched with, you know, friends or going to a theater and having that, that whole audience um reaction together. So I, I like that you're trying to incorporate that into a film because you're right, I don't think I've seen any movie that has tried to do anything like that of having you have that experience. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. Um so one thing I wanted to wanted to ask you um regarding the first scare package. Um but Joe Bob, how did that come about? How did you um, get him to be part of the film?
1: Yeah, so I mean, look, when when I was directing my first feature, Camera Obscura, there's a picture of me on set, and I'm wearing a Joe Bob Briggs hat that I had not made because I couldn't oh, find wow. one, so I just like made one myself, and just you know, because I was a fan. And this is 2015, you know, so there's no resurgence of Joe Bob or anything. I mean, I watched him growing up. I grew up in a Christian home, so I wasn't allowed to watch anything that was rated R or whatever. So, you know, Monster Vision was kind of like my access point to a lot of stuff. And then it was one of the things I always tried to do was see it on his show and then get the unedited version, you know, that I could watch later and see this stuff that was cut out. But so I always had this affinity for Joe Bob. And then at the end of Scare Package One, you know, there's this moment where, I was like, there needs to be a character that's working here. And he would be like a horror aficionado. <laughs> and, and I was like, who could that be? And the only two people that immediately came to mind were Joe Bob or Avira. Those are the two people. And I was like, well, that's who, who I'd want to kind of get. And then I wanted to kind of tie into Rad Chat's you know, father. And I was like, this could be really fun if he thinks Joe Bob's his dad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like convinced of this. And I just thought <laughs> that was a really fun thing to explore. So I knew I needed this aficionado. And Joe Bob was who I wanted. So I just reached out to him, you know, I, at some, at some point, I think in the prior year or two, he had followed me on Twitter. Um, And again, this is way before any of the resurgence had happened, no shutter announcement, nothing, but I wanted him in the movie. And I remember a couple of my friends who read the script, who were younger, who were like, I don't think I know who Joe Bob is. And I'm like, Uh ah, it doesn't matter. And again, like I was saying before that there's references in, in the Scare Package films, that if you're a diehard horror fan, they're going to click with you. Yeah, But if not, if you didn't even know who Joe Bob was, you knew that the character, Chad was obsessed with someone named Joe Bob, and then he appears later, and he's still obsessed with him and what that is. So it still can play, it's still funny, the delivery's funny, all that can work, but if you know who Joe Bob Briggs is, it makes it that much more special. So that was the sweet spot we were going for, and just reached out to him, and not a lot of people were asking him to be in a lot of movies at that time. And uh, you know, he was very gracious and just was an absolute gem to work with and you know, even helped kind of rewrite some lines on sets. Oh, and awesome. uh him and him and Jeremy just had this unbelievable chemistry and it was it was amazing. Just amazing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, have seeing him on screen, he just has his presence, you know, and, and as soon as he's there, you you know that you're in for a good time. It's, but even if you don't know who Joe Bob is, just like looking at him as a presence is, is a treat. Um, and that's, it's funny that you mentioned um, growing up, how you were like in a Christian home and you couldn't really watch a lot of things. I've kind of been making that connection a lot with like people in the horror realm is that that's how a lot of people grew up. Um, I was kind of the complete opposite. I was able to watch almost anything I wanted because I had grandparents who didn't really care. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's always crazy to to see and hear that there's so many people that are like you who grew up in in homes like that, and now you have embraced just what you loved and you weren't really letting all that stuff kind of hold you back. And I, you know, I have to give a hand to you for you know going after what you loved and not letting a lot of things hold you back. And I say that with a lot of people, especially in this day and age, you kind of have to know, do the things that you love. Don't let things hold you back too much. Um, so
1: a hundred percent. Oh man, I mean, that's kind of you to say, and yes, I mean, you have to go for it, you know, you have to realize that, you know, and that's again, that's part of what Joe Bob's appeal is, is that you kind of felt like you were a reject and were there other people that were like this, and you realize there's a lot of people like this. And and that's a really special thing that I think he's curated in the mutant family and whatever you want to call it, like I think is a very beautiful thing. And You know, yeah, my mom would not, she wasn't about it, but I remember my grandmother got HBO for free and I would take VHS tapes and I'd bring them over to her house and I would record overnight and then swap out the tapes. So whatever showed up on HBO was the stuff I would watch. And that became kind of my, you know, education, you know, like unedited education into horror with Joe Bob and those things, you know, shaped me. In a way, and I think I've I've been chasing some of that ever since. You know, I just didn't know I could feel that way watching a movie, you know. And I just and there's just something, you know. We've made a lot of movies now. I produced almost 20 films, and that's crazy. There's just something. Yeah, it is. That is crazy. I, I <laughs> uh, there is something just kind of wonderful about when you're making a horror film, in particular, because. You can, like, I so for example, I made The Pale Door that I wrote and directed, co wrote and and directed. And that was really a movie about my father, my brother, some stuff, some like tough times kind of growing up in my family. But then I was also able to tell that story within Cowboys and Witches, (laughs) you know? And it's like you can tell the story, but also have this crazy things that happen. I think that's a really fun juxtaposition that horror offers that so many other genres don't. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm still muting the cough here. Nope, you're good. Don't worry about it at all. You're good, Aaron. <laughs> no worries. No worries at all.
1: Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the horror, I, I think there's there's something special about horror that it allows you to take these completely absurd things and still tell your poignette stories. And when you can do that and you can hit both where you remove the horror elements it's still a really compelling drama you've got something special, you know, and I think Luke oh, did a great sure. job with that. And Revealer is a great job of that, yep. you know, and, and we, now I would say Scare Package is a little bit different because that's just like a hundred miles an hour, you know, it's like a Rick and Morty episode. You know, yeah, that
0: that's a good way to explain it. Throwing, yeah. Just throwing
1: <laughs> shit at you, you know? So that's harder, that's harder to do, but, uh, but that's by design, you know, that's by design, but I have another movie. You know that I'm I'm getting ready to st- to make uh, that's like a horror sports comedy that's thing.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, because I've excited. never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've never Just seen it that before. Well, that's that's the idea. You know, we made a horror western. Didn't see a lot of those. We weren't. I hadn't seen horror anthologies that were all comedic. So that's why we made that. You know, made our really dark, you know, horror psychological thriller, and then we produced a lot of other movies. But I've never seen this like horror sports thing in the way I wanted to see it done. So, you know, that's called Demon Derby and that's something that we'll hopefully get to announce pretty soon too. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's what excites me is you can do, you can just mash up all these weird ideas in the horror space. And, and that's something that, you know, other genres just don't have that sandbox to play. In.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why horror is great. It's so diverse. And that's why there's so many conventions about it and so many crazy movies that come out with they beam like mashed with other things like horror and comedy that's always like going to be like the number one just because they're so similar even like uh like dramas i mean you could consider a, a drama a horror it's some sort of aspect depending on what the story is um but yeah horror comedy this is always going to be i think the best that you can do when you want to mash something but when you try to do horror comedy and you mash something else in there and it works then like you really you're on to something and I, I can see that's where you're trying to go is that you're trying to push these limits on on certain um you know elements of horror and I love that i I want people to keep continue to push things and go as far as you possibly can. It doesn't all have to be gore and and guts and everything, but just to, if you have a good solid storyline, which you know scare package does and, and, and other films that you have uh produced and created, they all have such a good flow of things and they how just you know it just ramps up after every act not even like after every act like every like 10 or 15 minutes it keeps getting crazier and crazier like i'm going to reference like revealer because that movie it starts off at almost like zero and like you're in five minutes and you're already at like 80 percent and then you just keep going and going and going and it's so good and um and luke and and the whole team like they're they're friends of the show and pretty close to them um as, as much as i can be as a podcast um so it's really cool to kind of see you know the others in there, like, Kato is going off to do so many, like, films now. She's starting to get a, a career, and, and Luke's out there, and now you see Michael and Tim, who is, like, their their comic book sales are, like, going up now because of all the work they've been doing with Revealer. I have a bunch of Revealer stuff over here It's not up on the wall yet. Oh, fun. Um. So, yeah, it's, it's such a, a great film, and for anybody who hasn't seen Revealer yet, I don't know what you're doing. You need to go see that right now. Yeah, on Shudder. it's on
1: Shutter now, and I was so glad to to get Shutter on board with that project. And actually, Shayna, you know who plays the the co lead on that in Revealer? I because I loved her in Revealer so much, I cast her in Scare Package 2.
0: Oh hell yes! So
1: yeah, so she's got a, got a fun part in the first segment of Scare Package too, um, that Alexander Barreto directed, uh, called Welcome to the '90s. And she's ho- it's funny because in the other in Revealer, she's not as much comedic. Uh, but she can't be. She's got her moments. But in this, she's hilarious. Like, we have her doing pure comedy, and she's so funny. So funny.
0: Hell yeah, I cannot wait for that. Um, so I wanted to ask you another thing. This is related to Shudder. Um, so how did, did Shudder come to you to acquire Scare Package, or were you reaching out to them to kind of get on there, or was Joe Bob more of a push for that?
1: Uh, So a little bit of both. I mean, so we... We just, I mean, I, we knew, I knew Sam Zimmerman already because keep in mind, Sam had been in the, the horror industry for a while and he, you know, at one point took over for Ryan Turek, who's now at Blumhouse, had a site called Shock Till You Drop. And and then that site, when Ryan left, then Sam actually briefly took over for Shock. And I think he had reviewed like a, a film or, or so of ours from back in the day, maybe it was Starry Eyes or whatever from back in the Starry day.
0: Starry Eyes is so good. Oh, thank you. Time. Yeah, I was
1: very lucky to to be on the producing team on that. And and they, Dennis and Kevin just killed it. And Travis, I learned so much from him, who's remained a, a bit of a mentor and, and just a wonderful human. And, uh, you know, from there, I think it, so. So we were kind of on their radar, like they knew about the movie, the The Andajar twins. Uh, they were actually in the original Shutter Labs, which was a thing that happened in like 2017 or so. Oh, and they did this no where they brought in some people to like develop, you know, talent for potential shutter movies. Um they they've since stopped doing that, but they were in that inaugural one, I believe. So, there were just a number of people Noah and Sam are good friends, so they were already so the movie was like on their radar. But I definitely also brought it uh Emily Gatto is is the head of acquisitions there and I brought it to her at the film market and I think like 2018 or so. And, you know, to her credit, she saw the potential and this was before joe bob this was still joe bob was not now that i think at that time they had said that they were doing something with joe bob but they had no idea it was the plan for that was just a one-night event we're just going to see what happens and then you know joe bob broke the internet and it's history ever since so you know i actually i think if we had waited until that it all happened we probably could have gotten more money out of shutter (laughs) during that time but uh but no it was kind of a mutual thing
0: All right, cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that came about. So I imagine that you are probably still doing handshakes with Shudder over there. And obviously, Scare Package 2 is going to be on Shudder as well. Um, Is there any other movies that will be making it over to the platform?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we forged uh, just a wonderful relationship with everyone at Shudder and Nick Lazo, Sam, Emily, Craig, um, you know, Sean. They're all just wonderful, wonderful humans. I love them to death. And yeah, we have a lot of movies with Shudder. So we had, you know, the first was Scare Package, and then The Pale Door also played on Shudder. It's on there now. Uh, then I sold Revealer to Shutter as well. And then now upcoming, we have Blood Relatives, which is Noah Segan's uh, directorial debut. That is a Paper Moon's Paper Moon with vampires kind of story road trip, uh, familial vampire vampiric, uh, story, which is wonderful. And that comes out November twenty second. And then obviously Scare Package two comes out in December. And then in January, we have Sorry About the Demon, which was Scare Package director Emily Higgins' film that's coming out then. So, you know, that's that's multiple, you know, that's three films coming out in back-to-back-to-back th- to back to back months that's awesome. on, on Shutter alone, you know. So, they're definitely, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. It's the Shutter family at this point, you know. Like, I love making movies with them. I'm going to continue making movies with them. And we're talking about other projects right now, multiple other projects right now. So I don't I don't see that going away anytime soon. They're just they're the best, they're great in the space. Um, you know, and uh, that's gonna continue. And then and then I I I am also excited about Screenbox and what they're doing now too. And uh, I have some friends over there too. I've known Brad Misca for, for a hot minute and uh Brandon Hill is a good friend of mine. We have a production company called Blood of where we do horror consulting for people and uh brandon you know they just bought terrifier too, obviously and you know they they have some cool stuff like freddy's nightmares you know oh, yeah. that they had they brought back and then they've got uh, uh all jacked up and full of worms which is a great movie that's coming to their platform
0: that's a batshit movie that's all i'm yeah. saying it's wild right yeah, yeah yeah it's
1: wild uh but that's credit to them you know for trying to to get some risky stuff you know yeah and uh you know they don't have the, the biggest titles like shutter does yet but they're they're smart people, and they're curating, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be in the space for a long while too. So, I've got something I'm setting up with them too. So we'll do a project there as well. Oh, but, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, really in the end, I just want to work with good people. That's why you know I want to continue working with Luke. You know, after after Revealer, you know, it's why we worked with Emily Higgins again. You know, and 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 these different folks. It's just been those opportunities because you just when you're making a movie you're just kind of in you know in the trenches for so long together that um you know it can be really tough you know and and there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be frustrating moments but in the end you know if you're working with good people that's going to stay through and through and help them kind of reach that next level and that's that's really exciting is that we're now starting to give opportunities to a lot of filmmakers and and that's a just beautiful, wonderful gift that we have to give. I mean, I mean, God, just this week, I I just tweeted. I just said, and, and I I knew a bunch of female writers that I wanted to work with. Oh, I, like, I know, you know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm
1: just curious. I was like, well, I'm just curious, like who else is out there? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll find a couple more writers that I, I wasn't aware of, you know, and who who would kind of pop up. And, you know, and I sent this tweet just saying, hey, I'm looking for a female writer right on this this slasher it's like, you know, super violent, twisting, feminist slasher. And we had hundreds yep. of submissions and I was like, Oh my God, like this is so cool. Like just seeing, and now the problem is there's so many that I, <laughs> I think are great that now I want to develop other projects, you know? And, and, and I think it's, um, you know, it's just exciting to see that there are these voices that we can kind of give a platform to, and that's just really, really fun. And, and, I, you know, and again, I I've got a bunch of our friends that I'm working with and we're gonna do more projects with my with my pals that I've known. But every now and then I want to sprinkle in something with someone new and really give them an opportunity and that that just becomes like a special place because now that we have that privilege, I really want to try and spread it the best we can.
0: Awesome. And that's that's awesome that you're doing all these things and you're trying to get more voices to to people who may not be able to get funding or, you know, be able to do a project in, in an area they may be in. So you know, giving them that little hand and like, hey, I I can help you as as much as I can if you want to send me what you got going on. And this one, you were just talking about the tweet that you put out. Like, I'm excited to see what that comes of because seeing all the people responding to it, I was like, wow, this is this is nuts. And there's so many voices out there in in horror, um, that are just itching to be heard. And um, I'm excited for you to be, you know, part of that and letting others show what they can do. And also what you're going to be doing with Screenbox, I'm I'm excited because um, we're pretty pretty close to Screenbox right now. We've been getting a lot of screeners from them and trying to boost them up. So whatever you do, I'm excited for. <laughs> um, cool. Alex over there, Brandon's really, really awesome. Um, he's going to actually be helping me out with uh, something for our listeners and viewers very, very soon that I, I'm excited for. So um, yeah, anything that you got going on, um, we'll be tuning in for and, and checking out and reviewing and... Maybe get you back on to do a little bit more deep dives or, you know, anything like that. But it was a, a great talk. And, and I don't want to keep you too long because I, I know that you're still, um you know, kind of recovering. And um just hearing you talk about what you got going on at, at Paper Street and what Screen um not Screen Box, sorry, <laughs> Scare Package 2 has got going on. And, and, and all the, you know, people you're working with. And I really want to see, you know, what, what Luke's doing right now because he's, he's such an awesome guy to just kind of talk to you about anything his knowledge is is nuts on a lot of stuff so yeah i'm yeah. excited
1: <laughs> yeah luke and i can deep dive on movies all night and it's just become such a wonderful collaborative kind of effort in what we're doing together right now and and i can't uh i can't wait to announce what that is but i think safe to say what we're doing will be very much up your alley and i think you'll be very excited about yeah
0: oh, i'm very <laughs> yeah. very excited already i don't even know what it is i'm gonna be excited because. Yeah. I'm I'm a huge you know fan of of anything new, especially if it's pushing boundaries. You know, there's a lot of people out there who like to just wait to hate on stuff, and I'm not like that. I always try to have a positive view and everything, even if the movie's not that great. I always try to you know come out with something positive with it. And that's what we try to do over on this show. Is we like to give you know films a chance and and people chances. I you know, kind of come on here and talk about what's going on, and um, and it was awesome having you here, Aaron and talking about you know paper street pictures and, and everything else that's going on and and very excited for all of the shutter drops so for everybody who is on yeah. shutter you you're in for a treat <laughs> for sure
1: yeah every month every month there's a new paper street pictures movie dropping on shutter you know from now on and uh you know and then and then next year we've still got more movies coming we've got a movie called a creature we with chrissy metz from this is us and annalise basso from snowpiercer and scout taylor compton from Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's a Christmas horror thing that Damien Levesque directed, who made Cleansing Hour. So that's really exciting. We've seen that with with Welgo. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, probably our biggest project upcoming is uh, Shelby Oaks, which is Chris Stuckman's feature debut. uh, And that's Camille Sullivan, Brandon Sexton, Keith David, uh, Robin Bartlett. It's such a, just a wonderful, wonderful cast. And that movie has a pretty big announcement coming pretty soon here. So Yeah, you know, we're um, we're just. I feel very lucky to get to make movies. I feel very lucky to be able to talk to movies with folks like yourself, and you know, and and see people who are excited about what we're doing. And that's what gives me that energy. So even when I'm feeling sick, and I'm like, okay, I need to keep writing. uh, (laughs) I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna keep writing because there's people who want us to keep doing this, and I'm gonna keep this uh, train going as long as I possibly can. Because I, um, ten year old me would be really really proud and i need to you know keep that in context and remember and keep pushing um so thank you so much for having me thank you for taking the time to support us and uh yeah we'll definitely i would love to be on again and chat more in the future
0: oh yeah awesome and i, I know dean my co-host he's very very excited for shelby oaks he he keeps talking about it's like when is that coming out when is it coming out i'm like no it's coming out soon i think so i don't know i know if he was here he'd probably have some questions but we'll wait until it gets a little bit closer and, and get you on and. And talk about that or some other stuff, you know, because there's just so much to talk about, especially this whole year. And I've said it numerous times. I'm going to keep saying it. But this year and even last year, we've created and, and you know, you definitely took part in that of having a horror renaissance and just like having everything just be so booming in, in the horror sphere. And, and now just referencing Terrifier 2 again, seeing this super low budget film, taking all of these shots and, and really know trying to prove that it can be something and, and seeing what damien's got going on and knowing that he's already going to be creating more terrifiers and everything and seeing how it's being so successful in the limited theaters that it's getting is mind blowing and i i want that to happen with everybody now who's doing it like the films that you got going on i want to see them blow up to kind of give the finger to all these bigger companies that like they put out all these movies that are pretty shitty and it's like they kind of just doing it as a cash grab but we have folks like you who really have heart and like you were saying, horror with heart and in, in your company and, you know, trying to show people that you can do something fun and meaningful in a silly genre. Cause horror is pretty silly when, you, if you think about it because of the amount of stuff that you can do in it, but it can also be very, very deep and, and dark. And I'm, um, I'm so excited for the of of what you got going on.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I agree completely. And, you know, here's to continuing to, you know, grow the family and, and, and make more weird, crazy shit, you know, that's what oh, it's yeah. all about. And, uh, but again, thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate all the kind words.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Aaron, for taking the time away and, and, uh, and, you know, getting this finally all sorted though. And I can't wait to see all your films, Just get all the, the rave and, and reviews that they all deserve and to be one of the people reviewing it and, and being able to talk to you like this is this is awesome it's what i love doing um we don't you know the show is not all about money i know a lot of podcasts out there and they always are like oh my numbers are low but you know we do this for the fun of it and for you wanting to come on here and talk it it means a lot uh to myself and and the dean and obviously our listeners and whatnot so i really really do thank you for uh for wanting to come on and talk Oh, hey,
1: look, I'm the one thinking you, buddy. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> yeah, We make know. these movies, you know, we're just desperate to get people to, to cut through the chaff and understand that, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not making any money on Scare Package 2. Like, I'm yeah. putting my own money into it, you know, like, we got a budget for it. And I personally spent my own money to make certain things better, you know, so I didn't pay myself a dime, you know, on that movie. And it is my baby. And it's the one that I care about so much more. So, you know, and that's because of this industry and because of people like yourselves that support us. So thank you so much for all that support. And uh, I can't wait for everybody to see, you know, these next like 90 days of releases we got coming, which is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. You know, Aaron, once again, thank you so much for taking the time away. And I really do hope you feel better. Keep drinking some tea and some, eat some soup and just relaxing and watching horror. And um, thank you for writing and, and powering through that and creating more stuff for us to consume because that's all that we want to do nowadays is consume, consume, consume. And <laughs> now that's not a bad thing, especially when the stuff that's coming out is good. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there were a lot of dry spells when there wasn't a lot of good stuff coming out. There was stuff coming out, but it just wasn't that great. So we thank you, the whole horror family and whatnot. We thank you for doing what you're doing. And uh, thank you for coming on. And for everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks. Cheers.